Welcome back to Mishnayomi. Today is an exciting day because not only are we beginning Mesechta's Bikurim, it's also the final Mesechta in Seder's Zrayim. For a year now we've been learning Zrayim together, and now there's one Mesechta left before we have a big Siyam. Shabbos of November 17th here in Anche Chesed, or I guess wherever you are. If you have completed Mishnayomi, the whole entire Seder's Rhyme with me, please send me a text or an email to let me know so I know who we are celebrating with. Let us begin now, Mesechta's Bikurim. The Pasik tells us in Shemos, The first fruits of your land you must bring to the Beis HaMikdash. And we saw elsewhere that these the Torah calls these uh, din, calls it Truma. So they have some sort of din, some sort of status of Truma. But we'll see in this Masechto which fruits are we talking about. And we shall see that there's a dual mitzvah when it comes to Bikurim. There's the actual bringing the first fruit up, and then there's the recitation of the uh, psukim that you're supposed to say, which we, we may recognize from the Haggadah. That that sukkim we we say it in the Haggadah is what's actually said at the Bikurim. And as we shall see, it's two separate independent mitzvahs, although they're very related, because you can only say it when you bring it, but you should we will also we will also see that there are some people who bring Bikurim, although they are not able to actually say these Psukim. So let us begin with Parak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. And it's interesting, we start already with the people who are not allowed to bring Bikurim. Yesh mevien Bikurim v'korim. There are some who bring Bikurim, and they read. Mevien v'lokorim. There are some, though other, others who bring Bikurim, but they're not able to read, i.e. they're not able to recite this, these psukim. V'yesh mevien. And those who don't even bring Bikurim. Meaning there are people who have fields in Eretz Yisrael, and they have first fruits in Eretz Yisrael, but they don't have to go down to the field, or they're not able to go down to the field and bring up their first fruits to the base of Migdash. Who are these people? Elush, and Here are the following people who do not bring Bikurim, even though they have first fruits, and the Mishnah Beis will explain exactly why. Hanotea l'soch shalom, yavriach l'soch shal yachid oshal rabim. Person has a tree growing in his field, and I'll just do a spoiler alert. When we talk about the Bikurim, it's only from the Shiva Samidim, the seven fruits of Israel. So a person has a tree in his field, and he's Mavriachit into his friend's field. What's Mavriach? So that's a concept we are now familiar with as we've learned through Zrayim. It's an agricultural technique, it's a farming technique where you take one of the branches of the vine or the tree. You bend it into the ground and you run it underground until it comes up elsewhere. So here, what the guy is doing is he has his vine, let's say his grape vines in his field. He's taking one of those vines, running it under the ground, and it's coming up in his friend's field, or it's coming up in a hefker place in a uh, public domain. So in that case, as that situation, he does not bring it. Why does he not bring it? Because here's a spoiler alert, as we shall see in Mishnah Beis, the pasuk tells us. You bring Rashis Bikuri Admasecha. You bring the first fruits from your land. In this scenario, you have a you have a branch growing not in your land, but it's growing in your your friend's land or the land of Robin. And even though elsewhere we've noted that we go after the Iker, the the uh, where the actual Iker roots are, the original roots are. However, here we're looking at where is this plant getting nourishment from, and since it's getting nourishment both from your land and from the land of the Robin, the, the public property or your or your fellow man's land, your your neighbor's land. So it's enough to say it's not Azmasecha, it's not growing from your land, it's only your land, and therefore the person does not even bring these Bikurim. 
Or if you do the other way around, you take a public tree or you take your friend's tree and you run it under the ground into your own personal property. So that, that, those were cases where you don't bring. And here's the case with the machlokas. What if you grow it in your property? You have the ikkered vine in your property. You have the main vine in your property. And then it extends under the ground and it comes up in your property. So do you bring? Well, here's this. You would think, of course you bring, but here's the situation. There's a public thoroughfare or even a private, not yours, running in between where you have your branches, where you have your tree growing, your vine growing. And then we're and then in between that and then running beneath it is your branch, which comes up on the other side, which is also your property. So you basically have a have to give a break of between your two branches. And in that break is land that would not otherwise be obligated in Bikurim. How is it in Umevi? So the Tanakamas of the opinion, the first opinion is you don't even bring it. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Kazem, maybe. In this scenario, you do bring because Rabbi Yehuda is going to say because you have permission to run it there, which seems to imply only if you have permission to run it there, therefore, it's as if it's kind of like your land and really the Iker nourishment, the most of the nourishment is coming from your land. And so we can say whatever little nourishment it gets from these Derech Harab and Derech Yacha, this private thoroughfare or public highway, is not enough to knock it out of it being Admasecha, your land. Because again, the ichor, it's, it's growing in your land, it's coming up again in your land, and therefore you bring, but the diak is you bring, you're not going to, you're still not going to recite the passage of Aramid Ovid Avi, the recitation of the Bikurim. Mishnah base. In all these situations, in all these scenarios in the previous Mishnah, why do you not bring? The first fruits of your land. All the growth has to be from your land, all the nourishment has to be from your land. If that's true, harisin sharecroppers, people who uh, who when they they take land, it's not theirs, or not, not, they, they make a deal with someone to use their land, and they say whatever the pro, pro, the um, ultimate yield of this land is, whatever we produce at the end of the year, you get a certain percentage. Let's say a third of it. Hachocheros renters, that's someone who not, doesn't say I'm going to pay you whatever percentage we make, but rather I'll pay you just a flat out fee of you know whatever it is, three hundred dollars. This is before inflation. Someone who goes onto someone's land and basically says to them, if you don't get off this land, I'll shoot you. So he takes it by force. But the only caveat here is one can argue he takes it by force. However, the um, the owner, in a way, gives it to him. He says, okay, take it. Please take it, take it, take it. Now, why does he give it to him? Because he's afraid for his life. But maybe that's enough to say because he gave it to him. And so, to some extent, we asked to the secret goons request that would make it out of Masecha, says our mission. No, that guy's on someone who actually just goes and steals property. Ain't no, maybe most of the time they don't bring for the same reason. And it's not their land. I wish you all a wonderful day. And I'm so excited to learn this final Masecha in Seder Zeroi Mishnayos Bikurim.